From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I am, as always, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, your tour guide also for the crazy wackadoodle things that are going on in Joe Biden's America. And as we approach the end of another week, well, you know what time it is. It's definitely time for a supersized edition of WTF Friday. <laughs> yes, friends, another end of another crazy week. I do have to apologize that I haven't been able to get a full weekend because my world has just been totally crazy. Uh, at least personally anyway, between uh, appointments to keep with doctors and so on and so on and so on. Uh, but definitely had to at least save some of the best for last. Uh, next week, as we're heading into Thanksgiving, ho the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, there will be uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday episodes, but Thursday and Friday we will... Uh, not be doing new episodes of the show. We will be back uh, on that Monday afterwards, uh, the 27th, I believe. And we'll definitely go into the Christmas holiday strong and try to finish out the year strong. Uh, let's see, as I'm looking here. Oh, yeah. Um, before we get into all kinds of things today, and we've got a pretty full plate, uh, just to let you know, uh, I uh, encourage folks to subscribe uh, to In Black and Right. Just pick your favorite podcasting platform and just look us up, In Black and Right. Uh, follow, subscribe, get notifications of new episodes uh, and various and sundry other things. Uh, also, you can send email with questions, comments, uh, what have you, at inblackandright at gmail.com or check out our website, which will be undergoing updates this weekend, at inblackandright.net. Okay, folks, let's get into this. I mean, we've got a pretty wacky world out there a wacky country but what's really bothered me uh and i saw this this morning on mslsd um or msdnc whichever you prefer to use um that absolutely just was one of the most hypocritical sanctimonious and asinine things that I've seen in a while. And believe me, I've seen a lot. Now this morning, morning, Joe Scarborough, apparently uh, some type of 
you know, I don't know what the heck he is, but he's a real wackadoodle. Absolutely had the unmitigated gall to say some of the most idiotic things I've heard come out of his mouth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I normally wouldn't watch CNN or MSLSD or whatever because, at least not without an antacid, because it would really make me sick to my stomach. But this, just a little bit of this, just to show you, I watch it because I want to know what the enemy's doing. What are they saying? What are they thinking? What messed up narrative that's full of crap that they're putting out there for public consumption and all of these other people, these so-called pundits and experts and whatever uh, agreeing with them. But this takes the cake for me. And I'll comment, I'm not going to play the whole thing but I want to play enough of it so you get a feel of what these people actually are thinking. Why do Republicans hate America so much? I, I, I'm an evangelical. I believe, whether people think it's crazy or not, I believe, mm-hmm. you know, what the Gospels say. I believe what the Sermon on the Mount says. I believe in Jesus. We're all sinners. We're all fallen, right? But I'm very optimistic about America's future because I see the good in people. I see the good in this country. It's interesting. He's he's like trying to dig statistics about, I don't know, drag queen shows or something. Yeah. What I see is that... Uh, not so long ago, uh, teenage pregnancy at an all-time low in America. That's something that we always heard about, you know, the Southern Baptist Church growing up. Child poverty over the past year mm-hmm. at like a 50, 60-year low. Like, our economy doing well, a lot of things going in the right direction. Uh, but uh, I've got to say, if he's worried about pews emptying out, Talk to young people, and so many will tell you, and Russell Moore's talked about this with Christianity Today, they're emptying out because they don't want to go to a church where preachers worship Donald Trump instead of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. so he... Okay, all right, all right. I, 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 I can't go any further. Now, keep in mind, Joe Scarborough, former Republican, and sad to admit he is also a one-time Floridian, he's talking about the Sermon on the Mount, and he believes in Jesus. But yet, out of his mouth, the man absolutely lied. He lied. Yeah. Oh, sure, the economy's going in the right direction. Really? Talk to the average American family who are busting their butts and have... Ever since Biden took office, with inflation, core inflation. Now, core inflation, you're talking the price of food, the price of energy, the price of housing. Uh, Shoot, price of utilities going up. Inflation is everywhere. Sure, the economy is going in the right direction. Interest rates, that's BS. That is absolute BS. 
fixed uh, thirty year fixed rate home mortgages eight percent right now, or around eight percent. You can't buy a house. You can't refinance a house with ridiculous interest rates by that. And as far as young people abandoning churches, worshiping Donald Trump more than Jesus, that is asinine. Okay? It is. And I'm just going to say it. This is the type... Joe Scarborough and Pete Buttigieg and other leftists, full-on wackadoodle leftists, are exactly why progressive Christianity that has infiltrated many evangelical churches is a mess. It is a disease. It is a poison. And it's made otherwise smart people stupid. This, oh, well, no, no, no. I believe in the Sermon on the Mount. I said, really? You believe in the Beatitudes? Then why are you part of a network and you yourself personally are advocating for the killing of babies? Hmm? No. If you're going to, and to say, do MAGA Republicans really hate America? That is the most asinine question I've heard in years. Do you understand what MAGA stands for, Joe Scarborough? It means make America great again. Because if we get another four years of Biden or whoever the, Dem the Democrats throw up there, we're going to make America gag again. Because we we're we're don't like what he's done. We don't like what Biden has done. Now, he's not in full operational control. And sure, I'll probably get into a little bit of what happened with Biden and Xi in San Francisco. That was pretty much just political theater and China worship that they were doing, uh, at least with the Americans anyway. And But that's an entirely different story. But I'll tell you, why do... Here's the question. Do Democrats really hate America? That's the question. And Mark Levin, the great one, wrote the book. He wrote the book, literally wrote the book. And a lot of uh, retail chains, uh, bookstores and whatnot, aren't even putting it out there to be sold. But it's going to do well because I'll tell you what, MAGA Republicans do not hate America, okay? They don't. I am a Trump supporter. I am an independent. I tend to lean more conservative. But to say that MAGA Republicans hate America, I mean, these are people, hardworking people throughout the country. They're the reason why America has been great. But unfortunately, we have a bunch of freaking idiots on Capitol Hill in both parties who just can't seem to get the idea through their thick heads. America, and with all of its problems, I'm not going to cut any slack on that in that regard. But 
with all of our problems, all of our past, uh, and everything that's happened, I still think America is the greatest country on God's green earth, God's created earth. I do. And President Trump, as much as the mainstream media hates him, as much as never Trump Republicans hate him, and there are even never Trump Christians. Believe me, I've dealt with them. But no matter what, I think Donald Trump and his supporters, because he is the one that is speaking for so many, and every single solitary or institution in this country, the government, the media, even education, is out to, and the judiciary especially right now, wants to destroy him and they figure if they destroy Trump, they'll destroy the America First movement, they'll destroy MAGA, they will destroy, they will just, people will get disheartened and they will no longer believe in American exceptionalism. So, uh, I don't know, excuse me, well, what this is going on with Scarborough, but this is a false narrative. Again, MAGA Republicans do not hate America. They hate America as in the direction that it's going. The economy is not going well. That's for dang sure. We've got problems overseas, not just Israel and Hamas, but the whole mess in Ukraine. We've got China still with designs on taking over Taiwan and fully expecting Biden and his regime to bend to the will of President Xi and, re and connect with the one China policy and pretty much name Taiwan as a province. No. No, 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 no. We, we're not in, I mean, it's sad. We, we're, this whole, like today, I gotta slow down a little bit because I'm getting ahead of myself. Today, Biden signed the short-term resolution uh, to fund the government and avert another government shutdown, quote unquote. You know, the whole, uh, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And I'm willing to cut uh, Speaker Johnson some slack. I really am. But he damn well better because I know if there was, if there was a government shutdown, uh, they're trying to avert another crazy omnibus bill like they did last year before the Republicans took over the House and other things, but if we're not going to deal with the real problems, now I don't care what Janet Yellen says. Janet, Grandma Yellen is off of her dang rocker. We do not have the money to give to, uh, in perpetuity, to the Ukraine for their war and to help Israel. And the fact that this short-term spending bill had no money for the Ukraine, no money for Israel, no money to secure our border because we're still being invaded. That tells me 
something really weird. Now, I know the Democrats are easy to read. You know, they want to spend, 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 and spend. You know, like there's no tomorrow. And frankly, uh, at the rate they're going, there isn't going to be any tomorrow. Uh, Speaker Johnson, you might well consider reading the book of Revelation because you're going, this is what an apocalypse looks like. Okay? So that right there just makes me all kinds of crazy, all kinds of crazy uh, listening to that. I mean, sure, anybody who knows, the mainstream media doesn't like Trump, they don't like Republicans, they don't like people of faith, uh, they don't like evangelicals, they don't like traditional Catholics, they don't, they hate us because of what we represent and what we believe. We want a nation under God, not under some woke Jesus, because we can't deal with it anymore. We're seeing what's happening to the economy. We're seeing people are not blind. They know what's going on in schools, and not a, a lot of them like it. They know about the grooming of kids, the whole CRT, DEI, uh, gender ideology, and all the other sick, twisted uh, letters. I mean, heck, even in business and in investing, you've got ESG. And that's not exactly popular either, especially with people with 401ks and pensions. So, yeah, this is pretty nuts. I'm, I'm sick of it. I really am truly sick of it, but this is what you're going to... I just simply tell you this as someone who's been in media, who's been in the political world for about 30 years, the better part of 30 years. Get ready. Just get ready now because when 2024 actually hits, it's going to get crazier and crazier and crazier because right out of the chute, Mid-January, January 15th to be precise, is going to be the Iowa caucuses. So here we go. Here we go. And President Trump this weekend, tomorrow as a matter of fact, will be in Fort Dodge, Iowa for a rally. And I, and I love that in spite of all the crap and all the BS that and all the legal trouble and trying to uh, break his family's... Uh, bank and break up his company and make him pay. I mean, come on. This, you know, God bless him. He's not taking his, he's not taking anything for granted. I mean, he's out there. He's been multiple times to New Hampshire, multiple times to Iowa. He's already done a, a rally down in South Florida the night of the third quote-unquote debate. I mean, he's out there. He's working it, folks. He is the Energizer Bunny on steroids. And there is no waning of support. None. I don't see it. I don't see whether, no matter how big the venue is, I do not see any sort of waning of support. The energy is there. The enthusiasm is there. There's a whole lot of love for Trump. 
And as much as the mainstream media hates that and hates the people who support Trump, deal with it. Grow up. They, those people, MAGA, Trump supporters, America first people, we are grounded in reality. We know what's going on, okay? We do. Anybody who says we don't, you know, to heck with them. Ignore them. They are annoying elitists. We know what the deal is. 2024, if Trump isn't gonna, if Trump doesn't get back in, we as a republic, we as a nation are screwed. We're screwed because we know People know from 2020 and 2022, somebody's going to cheat, okay? We don't know how many states are going to try to cheat, but they're going to try. Uh, the government, I'm sure, is going to uh, use big tech or whatever else they can do to try to keep people away from the polls. They're, they're already working on it. I, I pretty much can guarantee you they're working on it. And, well, we can only see what happens a year from now. But don't give up. Do not give up. We still have a chance to right the ship. Do not get discouraged. Do not get depressed. Don't let these suppression polls that they're going to come out with stop you from going out to vote because... You've got to overwhelm them. You've got to overwhelm. You got to overwhelm them, because if you overwhelm them, they won't have much of a chance to cheat. And that's always a good thing. That's always a very good thing. But uh, let's see here. Oh yeah. Now certainly another situation that has really fried me is this insanity on Capitol Hill. Insan I mean, it's just plain insane. I mean, just this week, we had in the House, Congressman Tim Burchett of Tennessee, who apparently claims that the former Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, walked by him during an interview and essentially uh, gave him an elbow, an elbow shot right in the ribs. Oh, well, not the, in his kidneys. And apparently uh, there was, there are recordings, and I'm going to find them, uh, of the interview of what happened. I mean, there's no video, but apparently there's a fair amount of audio uh, from this. And I'll probably try to get that up on Monday or maybe put it on, you know, one of our social media pages. So, yeah. It's, it, it's insane. I mean, that's bad enough. Okay? Uh, <laughs> that's bad enough. But now... The other real fascinating thing is that in the Senate, during a hearing, uh, Oklahoma Senator uh, 
Mark Wayne Mullen and Teamsters president Sean O'Brien almost came to blows during a hearing. And now Sean O'Brien, you know, I'm sorry. It's like, <laughs> dude, uh, you might think you're a badass, but Senator Mullen actually is a badass. Not only is he a business owner, but he is also an MMA fighter. Now, his career was short before he got into politics and represented the, the House and before he became a senator. Uh, yeah. So, the, I heard first of Mark Wayne Mullen as a congressman uh, when he went over to Afghanistan to help Americans that were abandoned there by Joe Biden, trying to get them back at least to safe ground and get them back to the United States. And, and he went in secret, you know, to try to protect, uh, you know, to try to protect himself and, and all the other people that he was trying to save. But this is a guy who is a pretty tough puppy. Okay. But I have had my disagreements with some of the things he's done. And I won't lie about it. Uh, his uh, comments about Matt Gates after Kevin McCarthy got uh, the boot were totally out of line and totally tacky. I'm sorry, but that is the case. And, but I'll tell you, what cracked me up <laughs> uh, in, in this, and I'm going to play a little bit of it, not the whole thing, but here's Bernie Sanders, apparent, the chair of this committee, having to break them up. Now, the, Sean O'Brien, the Teamsters president, was the Democrats' witness, but Senator Mullen, well, in some ways, I got to love him for what he did, but is this really what Capitol Hill needs right now? Especially since we've got a country to try to deal with and the Senate hasn't really done a heck of a lot uh, to help out. But I'll let y'all decide. But here's just a portion of that meeting where the fight almost broke out. Now, let's talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. As everybody knows and it's here in the last time. Him and I kind of had a back and forth. Uh, appreciate your demeanor today. It's quite different. But after you left here, you got pretty excited about the keyboard. In fact, you tweeted at me one, two, three, four, five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, it said, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sorry, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. 
You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your solution or your No, no, sit down. Oh, Eric, sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold it. Hold it. If oh, we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't like drugs and you, bullies. You up, and that's you what, I don't like you because you just described yourself. Okay. Uh, I'll stop it right there, but you know. As much as I disagree with Bernie Sanders like 99.9% of the time, he's actually right on something. The American people have a humongous amount of contempt for Congress. Lots of it. And I can't help but agree with him. I mean, he was right. Now, of course, a Senate hearing is no place for fisticuffs and certainly uh, not the U.S. House either. But you know this does in some ways this does not surprise me. Because frankly we've got enough people uh, especially union people I mean my goodness if you think I'm just picking on unions I mean, you've got the president of the Teamsters pretty much calling out a former MMA fighter, you know, and picking a fight on social media. That's stupid. Okay? That's pretty much asinine to me. You know, but yet, you know, I understand, you know, Senator Mullen is, uh, you know, He's, he's, he's pretty rough and tumble. I mean, yes, as a businessman and as a MMA fighter, you know, so he's a pretty tough puppy. But, and then of course you've got the whole situation that happened with McCarthy and Tim Burchett in the house. I'm going, you know, if it gets to this point, I say, look, you want to deal with this? I say, Dana White, the president of the UFC, sets up an octagon in the Capitol Rotunda, and hey, let O'Brien and Mullen duke it out. I fully expect Senator Mullen to kick this clown's ass, but, you know, it's getting to that point. I mean, I've seen before video of actual fist fights in other countries uh, in Taiwan in other nations where they actually get at it you know right there on the floor now maybe the United States can join them but I don't think it would really help because right now we don't have time for these distractions we don't. We've got a country to save, okay? We have to get our stuff together. We And the Democrats apparently are trying to run the show because 
You know, people say, well, divided government. Well, excuse me. Even, <laughs> I, I still remember uh, when I was studying American history in school, around the time of the Revolutionary War, and one of the main sayings, and, and, it, and a lot of people, some people know this, but the big thing was taxation without representation was a big phrase uh, that was used during that time and before uh, the Declaration of Independence and the Revolutionary War. But the problem was, these days, taxation with representation sucks too, especially when it's coming from both parties, the uniparty. You know, spend, 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 spend. We've got to give money to the Ukraine. It's like, no, we don't. We've already given them over $100 billion, well over $100 billion. And what have we gotten for it? Not a whole lot. Now, we have Israel that is in the middle of a conflict with Hamas. Now, there's the distinct difference between both of these countries is Israel is an ally. There is a very real national security interest for us and Israel. This, the Eastern, the Russian-speaking border of the Ukraine isn't. And yet we're still giving them money. And now throw in President Xi coming to visit Biden and Biden going there to kowtow to him, you know, and all this. And China's got its own problems. China is not invincible here. You know, they're, not, I mean, yes, they're doing a lot, but they have economic problems too. And mostly within their real estate market, both residential and commercial. And yeah, they're going to be looking for a bailout. And guess what? Here comes the United States. And the fact that you have a compromised, dementia-riddled president uh, doesn't help. It's, it's not very optimistic, but I don't know. I just don't know. What are we going to do? And what happened in San Francisco? The place was a cesspool. And yet, here comes President Xi's new BFF, California Governor Gavin Newsom and former mayor of San Francisco who cleaned up all the homeless camps and everything. Won't do it for the citizens of San Francisco, but will do it for a dictator and and, and the leader of the nation, which is our number one threat. Wow. Interesting what it takes to motivate some people to actually do the right things. But my question is, how long is it going to take before it goes, it reverts back to its former state long after Xi Jinping leaves? And all the sort of the, the communist Chinese flags flying throughout San Francisco and apparently... Uh, the love and and all the admiration, you know, that he wanted to see, but 
but Xi Jinping actually asked, actually, well, demanded that he does that he didn't see the anti-CCP protests. They were kept far away. They were kept behind uh, huge barricades with plenty of security, uh, and yeah. So it, it it was sad. It was pathetic. It was predictable. But, hey, what do you do for a dictator? You know, and Biden did not help himself. He did not comport himself all that great. Oh, Lord have mercy. I, I, I could get into that, but that too is something that really just ticks me off. But going to focus a little bit, now, I mean, sure, we've got the whole problems with the CCP and the Ukraine, but the real big problem right now is all of these Palestinian, pro, pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas uh, protests that have been going on on American campuses. I mean, universities everywhere, in cities, including places like Austin, Texas, which is the weird part of Texas, but even there, of course, New York and other things and all over the country. But yet, here's a story that you will, I promise you, is just nutty as all get out. We now have, in the Bay Area, you know, of course, Baghdad by the Bay, San Francisco, Oakland, you know, everything. There was even a pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas protest on the San Francisco Bay Bridge between Oakland and San Francisco. So, but yet, now it's gone from universities to now high schools, public schools. And this story from the Bay Area will show you, it's from Oakland, It'll show you what I mean by this. And this was covered by a local TV station, uh, Fox 2 in San Francisco. On Tuesday, Oakland freelance reporter Zach Haber posted this picture of a Palestinian flag flying over Oakland's Fremont High School courtyard. Now, it's not clear who put it up there or for how long, but many Palestinians consider this flag a symbol of their identity and freedom. By Wednesday, the flag was gone. But we saw some pointed social media comments such as, and people wonder why Jewish families don't feel safe in OUSD right now. Shira, a parent of Israeli Arab ethnicity, has a son in seventh grade in the Oakland Unified School District. Our students are struggling to keep up after COVID with their math and their reading, and I don't understand why this is such an issue here. And if it was about peace, there would have been an Israeli flag and a peace sign as well. And the flag that was way up in the air? It causes real damage on the ground to the students, and that it causes more divisiveness and puts our children in harm's way. We already have to deal with violence on school campuses, and now we're going to get into geopolitical conflict. Zoya Vase is a Walnut Creek mom with six children and stepchildren whose family migrated from Russia to flee anti-Semitism there. It is very clear when you fly a Palestinian flag over a public school that you are taking a stance. If they were taking a humanitarian approach and they're 
resolutions and their thoughts and their ideas were around bringing home hostages, were around peace as a whole in the region, that would be one thing. But they're clearly taking a stand. Another post, you rarely see the American flag in classrooms and the teachers on the American dream. In fact, neither school flagpole that we saw had the American flag, though California law requires it during school hours, weather permitting. To see that one-sided response and to have the, an educational foundation behind it and to have it be you know, driven as a, hey, this is, this, is a, this is what we want to teach the next generation. Our messages to the public information officer of the Oakland Unified School District, despite being placed early in the day, went unanswered. Mmm. Okay, folks. This is just wackadoodle. Now, yes, it's the Bay Area, so it's not really a surprise, but... You now have public school districts, public schools putting up flags. That's taxpayer money, baby. That's taxpayer money. And as wackadoodle and way out in left field as Oakland and San Francisco, the whole stinking Bay Area, that's cold. That's rude. That's weird. And whether you like it or not, you know, these parents were right. It's the parent there, the second lady, one-sided. They've already decided as a school district, you know, it might have been student-led, but it was teacher-supported. It's what's called, this is why, at least another reason, why public schools are so screwed up. I mean, and the first parent, was absolutely right. Kids are struggling after COVID. Getting back to math and reading and all the other things that they need to be proficient at. And you got this crap going on? Is it any wonder there's been a mass exodus out of public schools and teachers unions get mad at people like Moms for Liberty? who tell their, you know, to try to get them out of schools and take over school boards? Well, too stinking bad. This is evidence that, you know, the moms for liberty, God bless them. I've met a bunch of them. And I say, go ladies, go moms, because the mama bears are pissed. Do not blow them off. You know, so Randy Weingarten and and the head of the biggest teachers union in the country, it's like, forget it, sister. You're going to have a fight. And we're going to fight, and we're not going to stop. And and these mama bears, and some papa bears too, shoot, to heck with that. And what's even crazier, folks, what's even crazier, this is not organic, Okay? It's not organic because I'll tell you um, what's crazy <laughs> is um, a couple of days ago, Gateway Pundit had a story and I'll be putting it up on in blackandright.net. But the headline, you'll never guess who's helping to fund and coordinate 
the radical pro-Hamas protests happening in America right now. And apparently, well, after some, uh, yeah, after some research, but apparently, you know, yeah, you've got this multi, this tech millionaire and his wife, uh, Neville Roy Singham and his wife, Jody Evans, are basically, they're, they're funding this. They are funding this. It's not George Soros. Go fig. You thought that would have been uh, your first guess, but apparently there are multi uh, American multimillionaires and billionaires who are funding this. They are essentially Marxist. They must love the day. They love the daylights out of China, and they love, um, and they're loving Hamas. You know, so this is crazy. You know, so yeah, we've got a lot going on. And this stuff needs to be exposed. It really needs to be exposed. Because I'll tell you, this stuff is absolutely out of control. What's going on on college campuses? Uh, heck, even here in Florida, uh, pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas groups have been banned on all Florida public colleges. And that's an awful lot of colleges because we've got them here. Uh, not just University of Florida or Florida State. You've got Miami, uh, South Florida, Central Florida, uh, Western Florida. I mean, everywhere. So, yeah, this is going to be fun. This is absolutely going to be fun to see what happens. And I hope there's more uh, investigation into these people and why they seem to be, you know, okay with fueling this craziness. But, you know, if you hate America, you hate America. Go figure. But, my friends, I think uh, we've had enough for today and for the week. Thank you so much again for listening. I just simply ask folks to encourage your friends uh, if you're subscribed uh, to our website, if you're subscribed to our podcast, please uh, invite other friends, people that you know across the country. We're still growing. Uh, we are still at 38 states and 11 foreign countries. Um, but we'd like to get all 50 states. And maybe even, you know, a few territories like Guam, Puerto Rico, something like that. But my friends, have yourselves a great weekend. Tons of blessings to you. Uh, next week, you know, as you're getting ready for Thanksgiving, you know, take care of yourselves. Have a terrific time. And I will be happy to talk to you again on Monday. So in the interim, uh, as always, remember, patriots come in all colors. Yeah.